We are recording after, you know, a mistake last week. So it's been, what, a two-week break? A two-week break, yes. Um, we were going to have, like, a goodbye 2020 episode prepared for you. And then my computer said, fuck you, fuck bitch. Fuck that. Um, so um, I'm remembering to save at every step of the way for this episode. We're back at you, 2021. Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to talk slick all up in my ear and shit. <laughs> Maddie. Howdy. We are in a whole new year. A whole new year. Ooh. Um, with all kinds of possibilities. So many directions we could go in. Yeah. Many possibilities. Yeah. What um what do you think is gonna happen in 2021? What oh. is a prediction of yours? Fire and brimstone. Yeah, I mean, um, I think <laughs> apocalypse. I don't know. Definitely no. happening. We're on the. We're on our way there already. Um, what is going to happen in twenty one? I, I think it'd be awesome te- if Tessa Thompson and Saint Vincent started dating. Oh, what? <laughs> I just, I've been watching Saint Vincent videos this weekend. Oh my god! And then I was like, what other like power lesbian pairing yeah. could we have? Tessa Thompson and Saint Vincent. Is so Tessa and Janelle broke up. I mean, I feel like that was like a summer fling that she wrote an album about and she got the cameo about. I don't think that they've been photographed together for a long time. They might still be alive in our hearts, but like... Well, I mean, we also have been in COVID all year, so maybe that's why they haven't been photographed together. I don't want to Google, are they still together? But I'm pretty sure they're not. I'm going to Google it later. I'm going to Google it later. Wait, 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 wait. (laughs) Um, I don't know. What's something else I think is going to happen? Um... Trump will be put into prison. Okay, is that a is that a prediction or a, like a hope? It's I manifest. Manifest. <laughs> <I'm manifesting. laughs> yeah, I, I okay. have a candle lit. You know, just like it's like the same thing as like I got my intention. And I think that guy is gay, or do I just like want him to be gay? I mean, <laughs> either way, I sucked his dick. <laughs> 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 what about Stupid. you? What's a what's a prediction or a hope? Stupid. Um, I think that we are gonna get. We're definitely going to get an Adele album. I think we're okay. going to get at least one Adele song that's like hip hop. Like she's going to have like a rapper. Hey, it's me, my Bantu notes. Oh my God. Yeah, for sure. She's been hanging out with like Drake and a bunch of other people. Oh my God. We're going to get a fucking Adele and Drake song, aren't we? We are. Ew. We are. I, I hate that so much. It's it's guaranteed to like sell. It's of guaranteed course. to go number one. Like, yeah. who? I want to know. Oh, who you know what would be great prediction if they released a song and it didn't do well. Like, that'd be great. It, that'd be great. Even crazier. Drake first, first releases an album and everybody fucking hates it. I don't know if that's gonna happen. I feel like people are gonna be too craving like yeah. something like quote beautiful to hang on yeah. to like that. I know one thing. We're not getting a Rihanna album. Probably not. She's not going to give us an album until 2025. That's my prediction for 2025. I hope 23. That feels like a good, more chaotic number. <laughs> You're right. Rihanna in 23 and then Beyonce in 25. Because she let us know that she is sitting her ass down and chilling out. She's retiring. Mm-hmm. Good for her. Yeah. I mean, it also might be nice for her to like release some music and then just also stay at home. She could do like a single that we all bought. Or like to a with demo. No album. Yeah. Or like a feature. 
Jay-Z, I, I'm sure, will release something that she's featured. I feel like every album of his, he has at least one feature with her. I hope whatever she does in the future, it's more of like a... Um, I want it on the like 7-Eleven vibe. Mm-hmm. I want... I'm tired of her telling stories. Not that those stories have not been amazing and beautiful and great. Yeah. I want Beyonce to just be like, I'm just here to... Here's some fun, bitches. Here's some fun. Leave I, me alone. First somebody, of all, leave me alone. But know, go dance to this. I don't know who said it. If you're a friend of mine listening... Like this goes to you, but somebody said Beyonce like created TikTok off of the Seven Eleven. Like the Seven Eleven video is essentially TikTok before TikTok, and I'm like, it, it is, is. kind of. It was yeah. in that space between Vine and TikTok. Yeah, I mean that's a lot of credit because she had nothing to do with TikTok. But you know, I mean Beyonce gives us the blueprint every single time. You just have to pay attention. She's always making the best predictions. Yeah, honestly. Jay just like fucked the blueprint into her. <laughs> Okay, that's aggressive. Okay. Uh, well, <laughs> let's go to And What About It? Pop culture and politics for yeah. our new friends joining us in the new year. Uh, and um, what about it? No, po- I feel like I don't Fuck care about politics. anything in politics go. until January 20th. No. Um, we're gonna Unless something crazy happens, there's already stuff crazy happening. All I know is let's I'm just, just move I'm on. Praying for Joe until January 20th. Oh, my God. Um... I see that you you have okay. So when I was on my drive over here, I saw that Grimes released um, the Anthropocene the Anthropocene remix album, Misanthropocene. That uh huh. <laughs> and I was like, I know nothing about this, but I bet you Maddie has listened. I okay. To be fair, I just put it on in the thirty minutes before you got over here. <laughs> um, but I'm gonna listen to it more. It Misanthropocene was really fun for me at the beginning of the year. I really. Yeah. I listened to it. I had used to have classes until like eight or nine o'clock at night, and it was like my walk home, like my walk to and from class. So I listened to half of it on the way to class, and then half of it on the way back, like just like fully bundled. Mm-hmm. And I really enjoyed it. She's wild. I don't like. I mean, it's what like is... she's she's a mess. She has a kid that she claims likes like, um like underground art the baby's like five months old it's, it's looking <laughs> that at whatever baby with you... the name that nobody can pronounce <laughs> yeah I um, robot I know very little about Grimes other than that baby's name I can't pronounce and that she um, is with is she still with Elon Musk yeah that's all I know tell me a little bit about her music when it started it was like Toronto very lo-fi like in the way that SZA's first stuff was like you don't you can't even hear her she's mm-hmm. like singing underneath mm-hmm. stuff Grimes was cool a while ago because essentially she was this Toronto-based woman who was making EDM and producing it herself and made a point to always play live production. So like every time that she did a live show, she was like mixing and doing music while it was happening versus like singing over a track. Yeah. So is she annoying in the way that she's like, a commitment to being like a fairy hip like weird girl mm-hmm. yes <laughs> and her sort of like soul selling by dating elon musk and being like i'm anti-capitalist all this stuff and now it's like i'm just gonna whisper those things because i'm dating elon yeah. musk yeah. um but it's a contradiction and then when she did the album a few years ago the one with like janelle monet the venus fly and then the um the one with the vampires in the subway I don't know, and the one California song album. With Monet. Yeah, all of that was like her sort of not selling out era, but to her it was because she was like, I'm going to make a pop album. And it was sort of that. Mm-hmm. And then this new album was more of a kind of like return to old form where it's like 
it's a lot more just like weird production her doing her like ha like just like weird screams over yeah. them um she's a mess and i i mean her her old stuff where she's like just kind of making troll videos and singing about like rape and trauma and these really like they feel beautiful ways and the, and ways that like really just you know if you had a tumblr in 2013 and you like it just that is I feel that's how I feel about Grimes. I feel like she yeah. is it's very <clears throat> Tumblr that. in 2013. Yeah. And I don't even think I have a Tumblr account. Tumblr's I've never You never did you never I've never did played that. around in Tumblr. Okay. Maybe I'm I mean that's lame. where that sort know. of like Lana Del Rey Marina in the Diamonds sort of like tortured pop star, like black and white flower crown aesthetic. Was oh, I like thought it just thriving. came from like white wealth. It did, but the sort of like in um, infatuation with sort of like the deterioration of the white woman in her own cell or whatever. <laughs> okay. That like glorification of mental illness within privilege was like very big Tumblr stuff. I'm not saying it's correct. I'm just no, saying no. I know. Happen. I know. I I am shaking my head no because I'm like that is not for me not for you um <laughs> but the the grimes remix album it's cute uh i don't know i i am going to listen to it again it's <laughs> like it makes the sheen of her album sort of fall away and it's like more just like i just miss a rave music because like a lot of the dance music we got was all very upbeat and hype mm-hmm. i like that this rave album was the raves that i like to go to which are like gothy dark like i want to feel like i'm in like hell when i'm at a rave <laughs> That's what I want to feel like. Right. I want to feel like it's like scary a little bit. And I'm like. And that's why when we go out to parties together, I leave at 11 o'clock. I mean. That and other reasons. Do you, <laughs> yeah. do you leave or do you like leave? <laughs> no, I leave and go home and go I to bed. I don't live here anymore. I don't live anymore. <laughs> yeah. Um, speaking of people singing under the track, SZA's, uh, what's that song called? Good, Good Day? Days. I still don't know what that song's about. I think I've been listening to it for like a week now and I'm like what's she saying? I think it's about a on the verge of a breakup but there's still good days to come. Mm. It's like honestly a little bit of a 2021 hopefulness. It's still the sadness of SZA but it's saying like underneath it all to some extent there's still going to be some good days. And I like it I don't know. I like it. I I think I was talking to might have been you where like I'm not necessarily seeking profoundness from SZA. I'm sort of just yeah. like, I find all of control really comforting. And if this yeah. just feels like B-sides of control, okay, I'm, right I'm not I'm not that worried about it. I also realized that <clears throat> I think SZA's singles from that first album didn't really resonate with me until I heard the album. And For I, me. And, and I, I feel like that might happen. Yeah, that's what I think is going to happen again, because these last two have been okay. But I think that when I hear them as part of, like, a work that, like, congeals and comes together in a way that tells a story, which usually for her is about men being trash, but mm-hmm. her still dating them and loving them. Yeah. She's like... Little booty. She's like Lana Del Rey, but, like, better, in my opinion. Uh, that feels rude to say that. That feels real <laughs> I rude. I feel like... No, no, but I say... I feel like Lana Del Rey comes across as... I love these men, but I can't do anything about it. So I'm tortured, whatever, whatever. But it's too sort of like mopey. I don't know. Okay. The difference is, is that I think SZA is actually 
singing and experience things. Whereas I feel like right. Lana Del Rey was like a Christian white girl named Lizzie Grant. Who right. Like didn't make it yeah, to Christian yeah, yeah. music. So reinvented herself yeah. as a sad person. That's what I'm saying. The emotion and feeling is there with SZA. With uh-huh. Lana, I'm like, girl, what are you... Can you... I, what are you saying? I don't care. Actually, just leave me alone. <laughs> I just, yeah. I, 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 for one, was not a Norman fucking Rockwell fan. Mm-mm. I did not understand people's love of it. I liked a couple of the songs, but most of them, I was like, Lana has been my disappointment career. I was so into it in video games and all that shit. Like, I ate that shit up. I was just going to say, that first album, or that first album with the the deluxe edition or the extended version of it was like, it. Okay, but maybe that comparison makes sense, though, because, like, I feel like there's still people who, no matter what they put out, they love that, so they're going to listen to that. I feel like SZA's like that for me. Whatever Mm. she puts out, I like it. Yeah. I like that vibe, so I'm going to roll with it. Yeah, that's true. But to me, it doesn't feel as put on. Right. It's it's ugh, it's authentic. Lana's mental illness <laughs> feels like a costume. That's why I don't right. like it. Right. Scissors is like authentic. It's true. Like, that's... It, I it am sad is. and messed up. Yeah. I'm going to keep listening to it and see if I can understand what's going on. I think that's this fair. This is a song. What have we got in TV and film? TV and film. Biggest news is for me anyways uh warner brothers has announced that they're putting their entire like 2021 movie slate on hbo max which for me is like both exciting because good i get to see these movies they're not just gonna like get put on you got a new new big sound bar and a big old (laughs) tv yep got all of that going on but also sad because like i do truly miss like movie theaters and just that experience in an imax screen because you're just not going to beat that with the sound um and I don't feel like we're going to be able to go to the movies again until, like, next winter, so... I feel like the movies that work, quote, best in that type of environment are movies that I don't really like very much. Interesting. Like, I'm not... My favorite movies are not blockbuster movies like that. Right. I feel like, for me, the... I like those kind of blockbuster films with michael bay explosions and like special effects because it's escapism and i'm like okay i can actually just like clock out i don't have to like be super tuned in the movies that i enjoy i agree the movies that i enjoy watching at home are usually way more low-key probably depressing as fuck but like i don't want to be in a theater watching that on the big screen i want to be okay see i'm secretly like i love crying so like when a movie like that gets second wave with um at home stuff because people like want don't want to quote pay money to be sad mm-hmm. whereas like especially during movie stop era or like movie pass era i would like three o'clock in the afternoon wander into a movie by myself and some woman named gertrude she's 72 yeah we sit far enough away because we don't want to acknowledge that we are sharing this movie experience together yeah i will have a beer in my pocket peanut m ms in the other and i will just get lost in whatever i don't know I almost said Kira Cedric, but I don't know what movie I've seen with Kira Cedric in a while. I don't know. But I'm just thinking, like, something like that is something that, like, I love a movie theater experience. I love, to me, movies that I can see with my friends, I'd rather just go to their house mm-hmm. and watch mm-hmm. it there than all of us pay 90. I would rather spend that money on drinks than yeah. a movie. I The movie that, the movie theater experience I miss and cherish is going alone. 
Agreed. I love going alone to a movie. I secretly... I miss it. I miss the shit out of it. If it's like a big group going, I'm like, honestly, I'll just go see this by myself. Because especially in the winters in Portland, (laughs) or even summer sometimes with air conditioning, but like in the winters in Portland, it's like you're already a little sad. Why not just go to that 6 p.m. Tuesday movie? Yeah. And after work, you just like bundle up and walk over to the movie theater and then eat some popcorn. And then, you know, I just, I miss it a lot. Could you... (laughs) Could you imagine that we would have been seeing, well, could have possibly had seen Hillbilly Elegy in a theater? I know I would not. Have been <laughs> There's no way. Uh, so that's the, that's the other side is that like I'm going to some, watch something like Hillbilly Elegy. I might watch Wonder Woman 84. I still haven't. I've, I've seen 12 minutes of it and then I turned it off. I feel like you're not going to watch it. And, it, I'm, and it's fine. I don't think you're missing out on too much. I think I might get high enough one day and finally watch it. Yeah, it's a good movie to watch high. Um, speaking of movies that are good to watch high, the entire Warner Brothers 2021 slate, yeah. in my opinion. Um, <clears throat> we got Tom and Jerry. I didn't even know that was happening. But like, I don't know yeah, what that means. The like, cartoon, Tom like, and Jerry. Like they're making, like it's animated? Yeah, it's animated. It's not but like, I looked at the it's style. It's not like Cats, but it's Tom and Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> no! <laughs> Come and get me, Jerry. I, am, I feel like, traumatized. Yeah. I feel like Cats owes me money. And I was, and I saw it for free. Over Christmas, <laughs> I watched about forty-five minutes of Same. it. Same. I think I got thirty minutes in and was like, I just, I cannot. Do it's this. really hard. I can't. It's I got really to uh, Rebel Wilson and I was like, I'm out. I watched two musical numbers past Rebel Wilson, but that's how I felt. <laughs> <laughs> um, Tom and Jerry looks cool. The animation style looks different, which is nice. Okay. It's animated. It's not like a CGI cat and mm-hmm. mouse, which was gonna annoy me. Yeah. Um, we got Godzilla versus King Kong. I'll watch that. I'm into both of those so yeah i i feel like that that king kong with naomi watts ages ago when we were children i liked that's the same shared universe okay which is good like that one the king kongs that have come after that haven't paid that much attention to but i have liked the godzillas that have come after that the the sort of recent godzillas i've enjoyed oh the naomi watts one came out when we were in like high school middle yeah yeah and then there was one with not Emma Stone. It, I don't know. Who is that woman? That white woman. Whatever that one was, I didn't like that Yeah, one okay. You're, I'm sorry. The second one is the one. And then there's one that just came out Godzilla. called like Skull Island or something like that. That's the one. Oh, okay. Well, Kong I don't Skull like that Skull Island one. is the one with like, I don't know, somebody. But like Godzilla versus the monsters or where that was it was kind of fun it was and cool. the, those are the kind of movies I like to see in like imax i'm like oh, okay that okay. doesn't make when i watch that at home like yeah it's cool but okay but i, I want to like, see monsters be it. like massive it. in front of me okay i feel that way about pacific rim which is like okay. very similar thing yeah 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 i want my movie like that to be stupid like mm. those movies are kind of stupid mm. and they get shit on though by other nerds because they're not like I don't know, based on something else. Like, there's, like, there's, it's not Marvel, essentially. Mm-hmm. Like, I just, I, I I just don't like Marvel movies, is mostly what it is. Like, I just, I don't fuck with it. I don't That's get fine. it. That's fine. It's, like, too, it's, it's too, di- it's too Disney. Like, yeah. And, it, and, and I feel like then the other option is, like, okay, well, I guess you're a DC person. I'm like, well, no, because those are bad because they all want to be dark and they're bad. Like, I guess Wonder Woman 84 is them trying to Thor Ragnarok themselves, yeah, but, yeah, like, yeah. Thor Ragnarok was good, whereas I don't think this Wonder Woman 84 is... It's just not. Like, um, where's Tessa Thompson? You know what I mean? 
in Wonder Woman 1984. Where is she? <laughs> I don't care. Stupid. Um, I'm sure. Oh, I guess like no one from these universes can be in these other movies. I'm sure there's contracts about that. Yeah, DC and Tessa Thompson's in a Marvel movie. Like, I know that's what I'm saying. Oh, they can yeah, never... yeah, yeah. I. Yeah, no. But Pacific Rim, Godzilla versus the monsters, Godzilla versus King Kong. I'm absolutely gonna I'll watch, watch that. that. I um, funny story. I when I was. <laughs> <laughs> when I was in Hawaii um, visiting Rocking. my parents one time I didn't sneak out we were like down, we were in uh, Waikiki and I was bored in a hotel just like well let me get on Grinder. so I got on Grinder, and there was this guy who was like a producer on Godzilla vs. King Kong that was there filming it and did he uh, have a King Kong? no we didn't sleep oh. together he was just like I have weed if you want to smoke and I was like absolutely okay so I just like smoked with him and we chatted about Godzilla versus King Kong and then I was like okay I'm gonna go home now because yeah. I'm not into this but you're like a cool person to just like chat with yeah it was fun do you ever just like text him Nicki Minaj lyrics every once in a while <laughs> no the King Kong why would I do that <laughs> <laughs> I, I never know. talked to that man again after I'm that. saying that the only you should just out of nowhere send him a Nicki Minaj gift on first I'd have to find his number again I mean that's fair yeah okay are other- you someone who saves numbers with like King Kong guy Hawaii or no. I'm see, I was terrible I like especially during my single days like I wouldn't save your number unless we've been together for like a year. Same. <laughs> I am like that now. I'm like, your number is not saved it's in not my saved phone. In my if phone. you've dated me over the last year, I guarantee you that your name is not in my phone. I just know the first three numbers of like your number. And I'm trying to get better about it because I'm like, I want, I have seen these relationships that I thought were going to be nothing or not be in the long run manifest and turn into something. And so I don't want to like, ignore that opportunity and then have this embarrassing conversation nine months after knowing you of like what's your last name <laughs> or like you know which is very me but i That's uh, yeah i just i'm i'm the same that way um yeah. i don't know space jam 2 i'm like i'm interested in that I'm, i don't trust it but i'm interested in it i mean it's definitely a money grab or it was supposed to be a money grab it won't be anymore suicide but... squad suicide squad 2 the suicide squad it's not just suicide squad they won't name it number okay. two because apparently it's like not related to the other one. Oh, so Jared Leto's not in it. I don't think so. So the first one was directed is by Harley Quinn um, in it? who? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She is by Margot Robbie. The yeah. yeah. I liked um, that Birds of Prey movie. It was real dumb. I liked it. It a lot. was real stupid. I liked it a lot. Um, I forgot who directed the first one, but James Gunn directed this second one. Okay. And he said the same person James Gunn did uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Okay. <clears throat> so anyways, they're related but not related. He's being really like coy about it. But all I know is Margot Robbie is in it and like two other people from the first one and then everybody else is like... Different. Okay, I might watch it because I've always been tempted to watch The Suicide Squad and I just never will. But I feel like I might watch this. Dude, I am very excited about. Wait, you didn't watch the first Suicide Squad? No. I it's watched dumb. many trailers and I was like the scene... And then like I, all I remember was how bad... Jared Leto treated like everyone. Yeah. And well, he's I, the Joker. Okay. That's the Joker's thing. He's just crazy. <laughs> I feel like if you liked Birds of Prey because it was stupid, you're going to like Suicide Squad because it's there's stupid. A t- there's a type of stupid. There's like, there's a, there is a type of stupid that d- knows it's stupid and then plays in with 
not in this like kind of fan like uh what's that called when it's like pandering to fans um pandering no there's like a, a word for it with oh nerds. um fan service fan service yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. um it's not like a whole fan service type movie, but there's like an element of like, we're making a fucking superhero movie. Yeah. Whereas like these others, another type of dumb that like, is like, we're making a superhero movie. <laughs> and I, I, I maybe can't give you um, characteristics of the difference, but I can know the difference I within six like minutes of watching it. Y'all didn't see this, but Maddie put up like, uh, I don't, what do you call this? The hang tin. The hang, know. yeah, like the hang tin, <laughs> the pinky and thumb out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you did that. And that's enough for me to know exactly what Which you is meant. like upsetting because I do that all the time and I mean, I'm having a good time. Yeah. But <laughs> when, you, when you bear it with a voice, I'm like, yeah, this is a superhero movie. Oh my God. That's how I feel about Dune. Dune. Oh, see, I I think y'all that, fucking y'all love some fucking Dune. I I don't know about that. I think Dune people love Dune. This to me though looks Dune like Dune people love Dune. Uh, like if you're it, a Dune it could be fan, really cool. Love Dune. I mean, despite like you know, Baby Timmy. I I hope I just they want to see Zendaya. Same. Yeah, I just want to see her. I, I think though that this is a type of epic that I think could work. Matrix 4, it depends. I like that the the Wachowski sisters are back, right? Everybody, like, everybody is back. Except for... Lawrence Fishburne? Yes. Which is, like... Stupid. He's stupid or it's stupid that he's not back? It's stupid that he's not back. Okay, I'm like, what do we have against Lawrence Fishburne? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> a legend um, and an icon. Yeah, I, I, I'm hoping that that whole thing was kind of, like, a red herring and that he, like, has a small cameo in it. Yeah. I hope that, like, he's not actually ousted from it. Yeah. Because that doesn't make any sense. But um, Mortal Kombat could be cool. I have no idea if that movie is good. It entranced me when I was a child, though. It's definitely that. I feel like it's definitely going to pull on just, like, the nostalgia factor and not actually be a good movie. Because mm. I think I watched Mortal Kombat, like, not recently, recently, but sometime in the last maybe 10 years of my life. Mm-hmm. And was like, this movie's bad. Yeah. <laughs> like this is really, and it's not just the effects. Like it's just bad. I was obsessed with it when I was a kid because I wasn't allowed to watch it. And anytime someone had it at their house, I was like, "Can we watch Mortal Kombat?" <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> like there'd be lots of other options, and they'd be like, "Why do you want to watch this?" We've yeah. watched this every day since we were four, and I'm like, "I've seen it one and a half times. I need to see it again." I'd been like, "Mom, can we not invite Maddie here anymore?" Oh my, what? <laughs> that might be true. Um, <laughs> Uh, High Note was on HBO with Dakota Johnson and Tracy Ellis Ross, and Tracy Ellis Ross plays a, a diva, but mm-hmm. not like a... Not her mom. It's definitely it's definitely not her mom. I would say it's maybe more of like a... Mm, I don't know, but it is in that realm of like people... The, the conceit sort of is like people don't want to hear new music from her. And so her, all of her management team is trying to get her to do a Vegas residency. And Dakota Johnson is like, I mixed your album and I think um, you have some great stuff here and I, I love you and I've always loved you. Um, and then that it's sort of like she's her assistant and is she overstepping her bounds? And like that's the sort of like conflict of the movie. Is Dakota Johnson is being like too obsessed with black music and making music on the side? That's, like, sort of the thing. Oh, okay. But Dakota Johnson's beautiful in it. Ooh, if she did test the time. <gasps> what if Dakota Johnson and St. Vincent started dating? Is Dakota Johnson... She's qu- not? Queer in any way, shape, or form? Suspiria is gay, so I think she's gay. No, I think... I think Dakota Johnson, like, has a... Not a baby. Maybe she does have a baby. 
with a man. That's... If that's true, that's disappointing to me. <laughs> I, like, I have thought she was gay for, like, many years. I'm pretty sure she's a straight woman, unfortunately. Well, I love that 2019 Ellen moment where she took her down. Oh, yeah, I love it. Um, But... I, I know it was good. I think uh, I I'm not normally someone who's like let's watch the rom com, but uh, really enjoyed that and really enjoyed Tracy Ellis Ross singing. And I don't always love musicals like that. It was very cute. Oh, it's it was, kind of musical. Yeah, it's kind of like um, a different take on A Star Is Born in some ways. Mm. It's like like there's a moment where no, I'm not gonna say that. But uh, it there's moments where you're like, oh, they're playing on A Star Is Born here, mm. and it's just. It's very black, except for Dakota Johnson and the um, funny bitch from Grace's Frankie, that daughter. Yeah. Um, which you don't know, but she's there. It's good. Maybe um, I'll watch it one day. Yeah. At some point. Um, also, I watched... Uh, there's there's two, like, 2020 things. There's one, like, best of 2020 from yeah. Netflix, which there was aspects of it that I found funny, and then other times I just didn't get the concept of it. So, essentially, it's this fake documentary. Mm-hmm. I thought it was going to be those people were actually being talking heads. I thought it was going to be Samuel mm-hmm. L. Jackson as Samuel it's L. Jackson. It's like a comedy. Yeah, but it's like a... a f- I, and when I was 20 minutes into that, I didn't, I didn't like it very much. There was, like, some things that I bought and other things that I didn't. Differently, though, on Prime, there was, like, a death to 2020, which was all women comedians kind of doing like a fake funeral for 2020 mm, mm. that's the one on hulu it's on prime prime yeah okay but that works and doesn't work i think some of the jokes are a lot better it doesn't work though because they filmed it really covid conscious and a lot of the people aren't even in the same room at the same time yeah so they're doing reaction shots to jokes that they're watching on a tv screen and it feels that way which sucks but Patty Harrison is on it. Love her. Z-Way's on it. Love her. That funny bitch from TikTok that we were trying to figure out on the un- on the Lost episode. <laughs> Caroline or whatever. The rich girl. Oh, rich Caroline. Yeah. So she's not, she doesn't tell jokes in it, but she's in the audience like fake crying. Natasha Leggero's in it. Um, Phoebe, uh, what's their last name from Two Broke Queens? Or no, uh. Um, Phoebe, oh my god, I should know this. I, I can want to say Phoebe, like, Wallace. Waller-Bridge. Waller-Bridge, but, that's but I the know prime it's not woman. that person. Phoebe Robinson. Phoebe Robinson. And it's not two broke queens. What is it? It's two dope queens. Two dope queens. <laughs> yeah. like a two broke girls. That was racist to me, I'm sorry. <laughs> it was. Yeah. <laughs> um... It, it was cute. I think it's only, like, 45 minutes. It, oh, it's short. Okay. It's under an hour... And the fact that there is enough good jokes in it. That I will watch. It It is not great, though. And it really, it's just because if it had been so where they could all been filmed together, would have bought it more. But yeah. at the end of it, while the credits are rolling, it shows them making it. And, like, that's kind of cool that they... Because it doesn't look like they're in different rooms. It doesn't yeah. look like they were... But the timing feels scripted because it had to be mm-hmm. but it's made it's supposed to make you think that they're kind of doing like a um a riffing session sort of but you can it's obviously scripted but it's it's cool i like the, i like for... so many of those women yeah that each of them kind of getting one joke that really lands and then uh the one the funny one from insecure natasha like everyone in insecure is like serious except for natasha oh yeah 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 what's Damn, her name what's her real name Oh, her real name is Natasha. Uh-huh. Kelly. Uh-huh. Kelly exactly. from Insecure. She was God, really cute. Um, I'll watch it for her, Phoebe, and um, Z-Way alone. All the those, best sets. Those, yeah, I believe it. 
I feel like Patty. I mean, Patty Harrison is like one of my favorites, but uh, everyone else was white womaning around, and I feel like they really. It it also feels like white women are the guests, which I like. It looked like that in the trailer, which I appreciate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it just it, it. Whereas like 2020 is like bro comedy. That that mm-hmm. is not okay. I think they both fail. Whereas like Death to Twenty Twenty is like a C minus for me, the or no Death to Twenty Twenty is like a B solid B for me. The Twenty Twenty Netflix one with Samuel L. Jackson Mm -hmm. that's like a C minus for me. I did not like that. I don't think I finished the other way. Death to Twenty Twenty is the Netflix one. Well, what's the other one called? I don't know. Twenty Twenty. Nicki Minaj had a baby. (laughs) (laughs) She put that fat baby in a watch. Oh my god, that. That baby got on a watch as if Heavier it could than tell his whole time. Body. I'm like, that baby oh, yeah. can't do anything with that watch. <laughs> no. Who is looking at this watch? And then those cheeks. Oh, my God. Adorable. They're just dressed like- in all in Fendi, um, which is cute. I mean, honestly, I know some people are like, how wasteful to buy a baby luxury items. But uh, I mean, if you can do it, why not? Why would you not put if your baby I in head to toe If I had the human object's money, Blue would have all you kinds of You put your Fendi baby outfits. in head to toe baby gap? Which I'm sure you got a sweatshirt at too. But if I'm shopping at Fendi yeah. and I see a onesie. I'm getting my baby stuff from Oshkosh Bagash. Okay. Great. <laughs> Honestly, when um my mom had my sister when I was like 15 and like there was like a big community. She was like definitely like one Wait, of Wait. You were 15 when your, your yeah. sister was born? Yeah, yeah. That's wild. Yes. Okay. Stephen was 10. It, very much not planned. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. um, uh, but there's enough people around where... We did buy clothes for her, but we did not have to. People just gave us all their baby mm-hmm, stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, everything. Just tubs of it. And then I just remember it getting, like, once Riley grew out of, like, T2, you just pass them on to the next family that T- has a baby. T2, T3. Yeah. it's Yeah, those babies grow up so fast. So fast. Ugh. My fucking sister has braces now, which is very adorable and good for her. But also, my brother and I are fucking pissed because we weren't allowed to get braces. <laughs> Which, thankfully, my teeth aren't, like, super fucked, but they're fucked enough that I... You have a great I... smile. What are you talking about? Um, thank you. I hold pain in my mouth, though, because of the way that my bottom teeth, which no one sees because of my big, fat bottom lip. At least you got lips. Thank you. Because... That's... I know. I know. Okay. I know. It's a plight of my people. A lot of, <laughs> a lot of your people can't do anything about it. I know, and I Unless always swipe left. Jenner, apparently. Oh, yeah. I mean, you definitely can buy them. <laughs> yeah. Um, what was I watching the other day? Someone said that... Oh, it was a Nikki Tutorials video who I've, in 2020, for some reason, gotten into, like, little bits of YouTube. Not all of it, but I love Nikki, Nutor- yeah. Nikki Tutorials just because she's so beautiful. But she said that there's an old video of her where she got fillers and had a lisp for, like, four videos because the fillers, like moved into her mouth and like caused her to like not talk without a lisp for a minute and then it finally relaxed but that's why i like about fillers versus like silicone is that it like it dissipates after a while your body's like all right it's fine all i know is black don't crack and i don't i don't understand the world of botox or silicone or fillers or okay black don't crack and there are plenty of black celebrities that oh no like look at vivica a fox look at Lil kim yeah. Well, that's okay, but okay. Part of the reason Lil Kim looks like that is because she came up in the silicone era. Oh, a silicone like 90s? Early 2000s, yeah. It's like 
It's mm. when people are getting pumped and just like with anything. Mm. Whereas like now people get like they they get their cheekbones just like a little bit of Botox yeah. or like, like a boop boop. Yeah, you can stop sweating in your forehead. I honestly don't know why school. I would get Botox because I get zits from my my forehead sweating. Yeah. Maddie, you don't have to like, it's just say you want Botox, it's fine. Oh, I do. I want to be like fully, <laughs> I cannot wait. I cannot wait. I don't need to get like reason. snatched or anything, but like it helps preserve it. It helps hold it tight. You yeah. can't really anti-age, but what you can do is be like, hold up. They actually found something, I think like last month. Cancer? <laughs> that is like actually anti-aging. I'll, or like reverses the, uh, I don't know. I think they like killed a baby or something and. They Benjamin Figured Button that out. bitch. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's good. That's not how Benjamin Button works. But also, um, that's cute. I mean, I don't know. Uh, if it's real, we'll us I think in our will see it in six years. In our lifetime, they will find a way to reverse aging and we'll live forever. I mean, slowing down cell, like, I don't want the human race to become invincible. Or not invincible. In- invincible God, is different no, could than... Could you imagine? Um, what's the vampire thing? Immortal. Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't hum- want that. Human beings are the worst. Could you imagine but, living but if we forever? Could be like, <laughs> if we could be like Lord of the Rings elves, where we're just like, yes, I'm 392. What about it? <laughs> what about it? Um, speaking of Everyone's people who are 392, oh. Larry King, <laughs> segue, uh, has COVID 19 and he's been hospitalized. And that man is old. Yeah, it's. I mean, that's sad. I. It's think- sad. I. Always, I'm hoping for the best. Larry King feels like a white man who is not problematic and has not been. I'm I'm sure that there's something, and I agree, is mostly under the radar. If there is, mm-hmm. um, there's this recent clip with uh, I almost called him Dev Patel. That's racist. Um, the Stop one from, being so racist on this episode. Welcome to 2021. Yeah, welcome to 2021. I've just made a hard just pivot. A hard yeah, left. Yeah. Um, no hard right. Alt right. None of that's funny. Yeah, um, that was great. Thank you. Um, no, the one from Community. Troy and Abbott in the morning. Um, Larry King is talking to him, and he's like, um, "So, what are your luxuries?" And he's like, uh, "I don't know. I like." these coffees some like nice chocolates I like ordering in pretty like normal like I have enough money to sort of treat myself it's, yeah. it's very like self-care kind of treat yourself kind of stuff and Larry King's like that's not a luxury and he's like well what what, what is Larry tell me how I'm yeah. supposed to be spending my money and Larry King's like you know like private planes and stuff and I don't know what show he's on but he's like Larry King, I'm on Animaniacs. Or like, he's like, Larry King, I like, I'm on. Oh, it's Ducktales. It's Ducktales. That's what he's on. There we go. He says, Larry King, I'm on, I'm on Ducktales. Duck <laughs> Girl, I make fifty thousand a year off of that. Yeah. Well, Larry King's like, everyone, I'm on a ventilator. Oh, that's mean. You know, I just got Larry King confused with in my head just now. David Letterman. Because I was like, oh, Larry King has that show on Netflix. And I was like, no, that's David Letterman. No. Um I like I like them both, I guess. There's there's times when I find David Letterman really annoying, but I there's other times that I do like that Netflix series of him like in a more relaxed state, just kind of like with yeah. a beard talking. I like the David Chappelle one a lot. Mostly not so much for the conversation, but more for the clips of them walking around that town. And David Letterman like doing like normal things like going to CVS. He's like, I haven't been in one of these since I was like fourteen. I he goes to a CVS with Kim Kardashian. 
Is that what that show is? Him just going random places with people? No, it's... Uh, I thought it was just like a talk show. It is. It's it, the talk. The talk. The talk comes on. The guest comes on. They talk sort of openly about whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's intercut sort of with like things that they've done in the days before and after. Cute. In the area that they're filming. Cute. I watch it when somebody's on there that I care about. Yeah, I'm trying to remember who was... Oh, the Lizzo one was really cute. Oh, okay. They, like, play flute together and in her house. And and it's filmed during COVID, so they're, like, taking precautions and whatever. But Prediction, we're getting a Lizzo album in 2021. At the very end. I I predict a summer. I think early summer. Hmm. Lizzo's going to be like, all right, time to party again. Yeah. And I don't predict it's going to be a lot of party music, though. What do you think she's going to give us? I don't know. Lizzo's been going through it. I feel like I follow her on TikTok and she is going through it sometimes. Like I mean, often. I mean, she was one of those people, like what happens to a lot of black women where there's like a lot of hype, a lot of whatever. And then the minute that they get to the point where everyone quote, which is mostly like white people are paying attention to her. Yeah. It Mainstream. has an immediate, immediate backlash. Yeah. And everyone's like, I fucking hate this woman. And yeah. all of it comes out. So I, I feel like she didn't get to enjoy her her year, you know? Um, but I hope... I wish her the best. I, like, even if her music is not going to stick with me forever, I enjoy her as one of the top pop artists in the lexicon. I think she's amazing. I agree. Do you want to take a break? Let's take a break and then do some work. Okay. Welcome back. Welcome back. Um, welcome back. Welcome back. Um, how, many, how many times are you going to say welcome back? Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. <laughs> welcome back. Um, so for this, the 2021, first episode of 2021, episode 35, um, would be 36 if we hadn't lost the other one, um, but we are going to, um, I think, do some reflections around 2020 mm-hmm. that are some questions that I saw from oh I had it just pulled up from a black female therapist on Instagram I think we shared them a couple weeks ago I'll share them again when the episode comes out on Wednesday but um there's some really amazing questions and I like what she places in her caption and I've seen this come up in a lot of places of just like this idea of goals this idea of um new year resolutions we they almost always set us up to fail yeah. They almost always set us up to just make us feel bad. And especially in a year of a panty, panty, pandemic Of a Panera Bread. Of a Panera Bread. Um, there is, um, I don't know. I don't know if I like the idea of like, how can you be a more productive version of yourself in 2021? Like, I don't, that doesn't sit right with me. It doesn't feel like it acknowledges a lot of the pain and a lot of the healing that's had to happen. I think I like the ideas of reflections. We've talked about before how I kind of use more my birthday as a way to change, acknowledge Mm -hmm. change or things that I want to change and maybe look at some character stuff in that way. But by having a yearly practice and developing a practice of gratitude kind of throughout the year. It's like, don't just be grateful on Thanksgiving. Like, how can you bring that into your life all the time? Um, 
the same thing with kind of these reflections and stuff. But I, I think it's beautiful to look back on the year and be like, what the heck? Um, so I think if you are going to make goals, just remember a uh, really easy acronym is SMART. So specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and timely. So specific being what specifically do you plan to do? Measurable is how much and how often. Achievable is sitting with like, is how confident am I am to do that? Do I really think that this is something... I plan to do or want to do or am I just saying this to like hold something over myself all year that I'm just gonna I feel like some people set resolutions to like bully themselves I was just gonna say I like un maybe unpopular opinion but like I fucking hate the idea of setting goals mm. for myself not because a I know I can accomplish them if I just do the thing but I don't know I feel like I always feel worse when I set a goal you know i think when you pull a goal out of thin air because you saw someone else doing yeah. something then not gonna work in your favor but if it's if it's achievable relevant and timely and you have these things that you can kind of like make small incremental changes toward mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i think that those are one example is like when i was applying to grad school for years i just was kind of like i'm gonna do this and then the year that i did what i had to do was be like by this time, I'm going to take this first step, and mm -hmm. that first step is going to hold me accountable to do the rest of the steps. And that was like a goal with some like specifications around it that actually held me accountable to doing it. Yeah. But I think that that takes some planning other than just like, I'm going to lose like 37 pounds. Like, one, diet culture is disgusting. You don't need to like be, maybe have a goal of like, sitting with your body differently and not holding your value in your body more so than like a pound amount right. um well I, that's why i like the idea more so and i think we'll this is one of the questions we'll ask but um my goals tend to be more centered around a more general thing that's <laughs> more of like can i come back to this word or to this um this sort of focus in my life at the end of this year and then measure did I do any work related to that? And yeah. like, what did I do? Versus like, I need to do this thing specifically by the end of 2021. Right. Because I just, I mean, maybe it's just me. I know myself enough to know that like, I'm probably not going to accomplish that goal. And then I'm going to, like you said, bully myself and beat up on myself and right. then be really disappointed and depressed and sad. And then also like, you know, 2020 showed us that we can do and set a lot of things, but like the world is going to world. Yeah. And so... We have to also create within these goals or these intentions, like an ability to be adaptive to yeah. our environment. To you gotta be flexible. What new things and be flexible. Yes. Like I thought one of my goals in life was to be married with a kid by age 32. Whoa. Okay. Guess what I am not? You got a dog. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> not married, do not have any kids. Yeah. It's fine. Um, well, okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> the, so with that, there's a uh, eight questions on this post from a black female therapist. Um, we're just going to cut down to four of them just cuz full transparency on the lost episode. Uh, we what? We asked all nine of them and I hated it. It went a little long, and some of them are a little redundant. However, I think that was us trying to answer things quickly in the moment for the thing of a podcast. I think if you have time to journal through all of these yeah. questions, they're very helpful and really beautiful. And I'll probably I mean, read be, all of them. It's um, going to be what your homework is. It's fine. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, 
The first question that she puts up is who or what motivated you to keep going in 2020? We're going to start with the question number two. What would you do differently in 2020 if you could? For me, I would have, um, I guess would have, what am I, what's the word I'm looking for? I would have set up more boundaries around my, like, time. Like, you feel like you gave too much of yourself away. Yeah. Okay. I think that I went into 2020, one of the words for me was, like, overextension. Like, I thought Mm -hmm. that I was overextending myself. Um, And I think I did a good job of not overextending myself. Mm -hmm. But I still feel like I didn't set boundaries when it came to like for me it was like work specifically okay it's like i'm working and of course it's because of the pandemic and like people are at home all the time so some people just expect you to be working or thinking you're not doing anything you might as well just like get this done um i think for me yeah i spent way too much time just like in front of a computer screen until 10 o'clock at night yeah and then work through this in therapy to get to a point where it's like close your computer at seven you do not need to work past that. Like, I mean, if we were to like rewind to episode two, I'm pretty sure there's like a monologue about this. Yeah. yeah. From that time. Yeah. Um, that makes a lot of sense to me. I think um, one thing that I would do differently is sort of related, but it's like um, Spencer and I spent, you know, two, maybe three months. I can't remember the exact time, but just like only seeing each other. Like we did not see anyone. We just FaceTimed with people at the beginning. It's like, so like, March, I guess, into middle of summer, like, mm-hmm. or whatever, um, or beginning, beginning of summer. Anyway, uh, that when things started lifting a little bit, or even during that time, I would feel so compelled to make a group FaceTime or someone's Zoom birthday or something because social stuff was robbed and taken from mm-hmm. us. I was like, so, like, I have to say yes to this. I, ha- I have to continue to maintain these friendships and the ways that they're being offered and many times that nourished me and there was another aspect of it though where I felt obligation in order to engage and then you know when there was also new opportunities of like okay if you see someone and you guys have both been like relatively careful and you want to hang out outside and then like you know take a week in your house where you're just Mm -hmm. you know doing that again those more conscious ways of socializing still feeling like Ah, someone asked me to do something. I have to say yes. Yeah. And um, there's many times where I said yes, even when I didn't want to. And then I was like, oh, I'm really glad I did. I, I Socializing is really helpful to, for me. And I'm just thinking about boundaries and what you're saying. And I think if I could have done something differently, I would have not placed so much weight on my responsibility to be the person that is keeping a friendship alive. Yes. That like saying no would equal hurting someone's feelings. Like, that's not mm-hmm. true, necessarily, mm-hmm. and you know? And yeah. so I think something that I would do differently is offer myself more grace in... Because I also it was, like, my first full year in grad school, and I already was making a lot of social shifts from how I used to socialize, which was many parties a week, or... Many? I mean, especially right before I met Spencer, I mean... Thursday to Sunday sometimes would be like I wasn't drinking all of those there's a lot where I would like show up with and have one drink and that was honestly when I enjoyed parties the best but um 
where I just I felt like I had to show up at everything. I had I had mm. I had to support my friend mm. who's performing. I have to support my friend who's throwing a party. I like my way of being a good friend was by being at everything by saying like I love you so much. I'm here even when I'm tired. Yeah, but then. I wasn't always the best friend when I was there, you know, and I think yeah. like I feel like this year helped me really relax into friendships are going to be there and relationships are going to be there if I foster them in in these other ways. And just so I would just offer myself more grace. That's what I would go into 2020 with, with yeah. that like we're all struggling. We're all like not knowing what the quote right thing to do is. Yeah relaxing into I'm doing the best that I can is something that I think happened maybe in like September. I wish that March to September hadn't been so emotionally turbulent for me. <laughs> I feel you. I um I think I want to change my answer. Ignore okay. everything I said before. No, don't ignore it. It's true. I was like, I wish actually that you would have had better work boundaries. So I, I, yeah, I needed better work boundaries. Um, and I have them now. But anyways, uh, another, th- I guess another thing that I would have done differently um would have been would have been stop trying to be everything to everybody ah that's a good that around september october like seasons right yeah right after my dad's death and sort of the the pressure of like being at a funeral and needing to fulfill this role and needing to do this I was overwhelmed yeah. and I think I hit a point where I was like oh my god like I can't be the I mean I'm not a student anymore but like I can't be the A plus student plus like great son plus like friend that shows up to everything plus yeah. like gift giver plus like work out every day plus like all these things um, plus morning child like yeah yeah like I can't do all of that so I don't know I think that around September October that all sort of hit me like a bus and I realized that something needed to change mm. yeah that makes sense yeah okay second question um how were you kind to yourself in 2020 mm-hmm. um Consistent, because I think that there were a lot of ways that I was kind to myself. Um, One of the ways was honestly getting consistently medicated and like continuing. I started a, I basically started therapy and that exploration like right before 2020. It was like the end of 2019, but that still felt very new. 2020 was really my year of like, I've been in therapy for almost, oh, well, I guess December or November was like a year with the same therapist. So like to me, that's my longest time that I've done that. Mm-hmm. And my therapist is also not the person that prescribes stuff, stuff to me. I see two different people. But um, I sort of made a commitment in 2019 to prioritize my mental health. And I do think that I did that. I think at the same time a pandemic happened and I had no idea how to handle some of that thing. And one way that I was kind to myself was in that like, you're doing the best you can. Yeah. Like, and another way that I was kind to myself is honestly being more vulnerable in my classes. Um, instead of showing up having this big chip on my shoulder of like, I didn't get a bachelor's in social work. I haven't worked in the mental health field before. Then I'm like coming in as a nonprofit person. And a very specific lived experience. But I just... I had such a chip on my shoulder about it. And I feel like 2020 was a year for me to relax into like, I hold knowledge other people don't. That doesn't make me an expert over them, but it makes me 
an expert of this one question where everyone's like, oh, when I said something that felt extremely obvious to me. Yeah. That isn't to like hold arrogance, but like one way that I was kind to myself, I think, was letting myself sit with in a non-egotistical way of just like, you had the right answer. Mm-hmm. And I know that seems really simple, but like to me, I'm often like, if I have a right answer and other people, I'm like, what's wrong with this class or what's wrong with this teacher that me saying something stupid was profound as opposed to thinking that what I said was helpful. Okay. It's like the much more obvious answer and I never allow myself to feel it because I'm like, well, there something must have been wrong yeah. where they didn't understand the question because I didn't say anything important. I just said what I think. That's so interesting because I feel like I am the person or was the person, I guess I still am, where I like know the answer and don't say anything and mm-hmm. then the answer is given and I'm like oh I fucking know that like I actually am a genius and yeah. I'm a genius I know all these but things but no I mean but that's like that weird line is because you don't want to say you're a genius because that comes with also yeah. then you're yeah, Kanye yeah. West right like if you believe that to some extent you're that's a maladaptive form of it yeah. but the positive way of it is I, that that's one way that I was vulnerable I offered answers in classes instead of holding on with like oh I knew that yeah I said the thing and then every once in a while I said something and a professor would be like that's not exactly what I was asking. Yeah. And two years ago, if that had happened in a public setting, I would have crumbled and never yeah, spoken again. Been mortified. Yeah. And now I'm kind of like, eh, you win some, you lose some. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like you know all the answers. You can't. You How can't. are you kind to yourself? Um, I think kind of similarly. I started therapy again for like the sixth or seventh time. Um, but. Like, I've stuck with this therapist, and it hasn't been a year yet, but it's the longest I've stuck with a therapist. That's and cool. she's a little unconventional. I think I've talked about her before. Um, and I think that similarly, I, like, prioritized my mental health and really started getting more into meditation and sort of, um, I don't know, just, like, that meditative state every morning. So that, I would say, because I don't know, those are two things that I avoided for a while. Yeah. And I think that... Because well, they're fucking hard. They're hard. And Therapy also like, is hard work. Meditation is hard work. Yeah. And I mean, you're exploring parts of yourself that sometimes you want to avoid and that you don't want to have to deal with, yeah. right? Um, and it doesn't feel like... I guess when you're going through that, it doesn't always feel like you're being kind to yourself. Mm-hmm. But I think coming out, not necessarily on the other side, but going through it right now, I'm realizing I'm doing myself a favor and mm. like this is kindness that I'm treating to like my brain and to my mental health. I think another thing for me has been not feeling bad for being an empath. Okay. So that's something that I realized earlier this year in therapy, which explained a lot of things like for me. That there's a lot of absorbing of other people's emotional energy. Um, And I think that I like in my life just to sort of beat up on myself for like oh my gosh like I actually don't want to show up for this person or like don't want to like talk to this person for 30 minutes about their issue or their problem I could care less but like oh I probably should or I it's something that like I feel this like they're giving this to me I have to give it back to them or I have to solve it or I have to be there to ease the stress and anxiety that I have from right. them like sharing that part of their life with right. me. You want to be there, but by being there, it's now going to shift your whole week and then no one's there for you. Right. Yeah. 
And, and so a way for you to be there for yourself is having a boundary in how you show up for that people. Exactly. Right? Yeah, okay. exactly. Like having a boundary, learning sort of um, protection strategies, which I think are still just a really nice, fancy way of saying, just say no to people. Mm-hmm. But like, I think that learning more about myself in terms of being an empath, not judging myself for that, having that understanding of like, well, this is why you're always so fucking exhausted around people, Sean. Like, mm. and that's fine. You don't have to feel bad anymore because you don't want to show up to the thing. Yeah. Um, or because you don't want to answer the phone and talk to this person right now is totally fine. It's fine. Um, so yeah, there, there have definitely been boundaries that were set in 2020 and then there were boundaries that weren't. So it's like I a mean, mixed bag. I, I mean, it's a constant thing in life. Totally. And I, I, I mean, based on the work that we've done here together in a lot of ways, like, I think what you're naming is balance because at the beginning of the podcast and I think in other times you were like, I've really roamed through life really closed off. And I think it was because of a realization of some of the tenderness that happens when you're engaging with other people or when you're offering something, you're assuming that other people are going to absorb it in the same way that you absorb other people's stories or Mm. problems and Mm -hmm. things like that. And then now that you've tried a lot of that, and I think honestly did a... I think if you had not been challenged to be a little bit more vulnerable, your dad's death would have been a lot harder than it was. I think that while there definitely is something around yeah. the, like, you know, I I can't be everything to everyone all the time, but I think that one of the ways that you were not everything to everyone but were there was being, I can't be everything to everyone, right? I'm having a hard day, and just letting that be the thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like, but But what you're naming now is like, There were things that I tried in terms of opening up and being vulnerable and some of it worked. Some of it was still sticky and there's new balances that need to happen from there. And so it's not, I don't think that I'm hearing you say a complete 180 from the other things that you've learned throughout the year around being more tender, being more vulnerable with people. It's more just like, what is the balance? Because being completely closed off doesn't work and not seeing anyone when I don't want to see anyone doesn't exactly work but neither does just showing up because i feel like i have to yeah (laughs) and i mean it's funny like let's full circle like the meditation has helped so much with that because i'm Mm. able to sort of sit with myself and understand like okay are these feelings you're feeling is this energy is this vibe whatever that you're going through right now what is that coming from sort of and with its other people i mean i just i literally just did this on friday with you and carlos it was yeah hey my like social barometer is super low right now like because i sat with myself that day on friday and um just kind of reflected on okay i like went to seattle i've been doing this then we went to idaho then it was new year's eve like oh there's a lot of stuff like i'm starting to feel like i'm gonna clock out soon yeah and when i get to that point then it's gonna be like shutdown mode for like yeah. two weeks where you're just not gonna hear from me so i can avoid that if i and in the past you might not have sent a text that your social barometer is low you yeah. just wouldn't have showed up i just wouldn't have showed up i would have if... literally left y'all on red right <laughs> Which is rude. <laughs> yeah, and that's just rude. And I had to realize that too. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, yeah. I think that this maybe is leaning into that, unless you had something else that you wanted to offer. But what did you learn about yourself in 2020? Absolutely nothing. All right. Next question. Same old bitch from t- 2019. You know that's a lie, girl. It is. Um, what did I learn about myself? Oh, I, I learned that there's a lot I don't know about myself. I um, kind of reflecting on 2020, I think my last therapy session, uh, which was what, two weeks ago now, um, 
I broke down crying because I sort of got to this place where I was like, I feel so disconnected from me. And this is all, again, tied into this, like, trying to be everything for everybody and trying to be this perfect person. Um, That chasing that got me so far from what I actually want to be doing and so far from, like, what I actually like. Mm. To the point where, like, I've sat with myself and been like, I, what do I like? Like, what do I actually like? Yeah. And, like, there's so many times who that I... Who is the I? Who is the I? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I... This is a silly example, but it's true. I was watching Drag Race earlier, mm-hmm. and some of the girls, I was like, oh, I think I like her. And I sat there and was like, am I just saying that because I am thinking ahead of what, like, Someone you would say. or, like, another friend of mine would say about this queen, and I want to be on the same, like pages them or do i actually like do i actually like this person or not or not like give a shit um and i don't know i've been doing a lot of that lately because i realized that for the last few years i kind of just been going with the flow of everybody else um almost to a point of me feeling like a sidekick in my own life and Mm. a sidekick to everybody else versus like me being the star of my own movie Mm. so yeah there's, I don't know, there's a lot of reconnection with me and like my inner child and mm-hmm. all that that I need to, that I need to do. But I think that going through everything that I went through in 2019 and 2020, uh, has, it feels like it's been leading up to this point of like, Sean, you need to get to know Sean mm-hmm. again, not Sean that's trying to be cool or like has this job or makes this money Mm -hmm. or like has these people as friends or receives these kind of compliments. Like I can be honest and vulnerable and say that like Mm -hmm. a lot of my life has been lived to like get the, to get the compliment, to get the, like to hear the thing from the person that's like, you're good at this or you're a good friend. It's like you're a good cousin. Chasing the dopamine, the reward chemical. Yeah. And that's not necessarily what makes me me. Yeah. That's really solid. I think that I'm excited to hear like what that learning brings about for this coming year, you know? And similarly to me, I, I'm not going to talk about falling into my, my body again because I feel like I've talked about that a lot. But what I learned about myself, though, was that I... There simultaneously was a lot that I was not giving my credit myself credit for in terms of what I had learned or had dealt with either previously in therapy or just going through life and figuring it out, you know, based on tools that I learned in therapy. But even out of therapy, I was still doing therapy work sometimes until I couldn't. Like until mm. I reached a wall where I was like, I can't question this anymore to grow. I'm like stuck. Um So this year, I feel like what I learned was simultaneously not giving myself enough credit for that shit. And there's some buried stuff that I had sort of come upon me in these unexpected ways, whether it's a unintentional panic attack or like um, me crying at one type of thing, type of media all the time. And not really knowing why that stuff made me so emotional or, you know, uh, things with my family that I just, not that I had forgotten, but that I had, I had pushed down. I had not forgiven it. I thought that I had forgiven Mm -hmm. and I had not. I just had pushed it away. And so I think what I learned is that there is some stuff to face and to deal with 
I am not at the point yet of having like battled with it and come out stronger on the other end. Like, I don't think I'm there yet, but I'm at the point of recognizing, oh, there is simultaneously so much that you know and need to like really tell yourself, Maddie, you did a good job at getting this far. Mm-hmm. And there's still some work to do and you got to open up a little bit again in order to do that. Because you can't take this hardened version of yourself and accept it as fully healed. You've been surviving. It's time to like, you're held. You have people that love you. You've got a partner that loves you. Your brother's in your life. Like there's a chosen family and your parents are there in the ways that they're there. Mm-hmm. You're okay. And let's move from okay into I almost said enlightened, <laughs> but like, I just mean, I'm, I mean a, a different spiritual place really though. And yeah. I, I don't know what that means in terms of practice, but I'm like, okay, I am in the present. am okay, but my spirit is unwell. What do I need to do to uncover some of that and reopen a little bit? But I'm reopening, not in a scary place or because I have to, but because I'm choosing to, in order to move forward in these different ways. Mm. Does that make any sense? What the... The beginning about being sort of like an expert in. Uh huh. What do you mean about that? What do you mean by that? An expert in. Do you mean like you feel like. It sounded like to me, like you're saying you got to this hardened place of like maybe you know yourself so well or you know XYZ or you are maybe being matter of fact about how something's gonna shake out. Uh huh. That's how, that's what that sounds like to me. Is that, does that sound right? In some ways, I think what I was, my year entering therapy was, I know who I am and I'm proud of who I am. Mm -hmm. I want to now move forward. And then my year in therapy kind of being like, great, feel good about how you got here. And you're never going to move forward unless you really deal with this stuff. Mm. You did a great job of getting to here many people in your situation are not able to emotionally handle some of these things and i think i i undervalued the ways in which i persevered and the ways in which i persevered are not the ways for me to thrive in my life they're Mm. the ways to survive and survival and thriving are potentially two different things and that requires being vulnerable again Mm -hmm. it's like that sort of identity formation where you're shedding parts of yourself and that stuff is coming around again. Like, there's elements of that that are deeply vulnerable, but then they can also be like pretend vulnerable, where like the real vulnerable stuff is protected to a, yeah. a, an extent where like you don't even see it anymore. Yeah. But you are learning and growing with some of the more surface things and you're, you're mm. changing. And so I felt coming into 2020 I was like wow I've done a lot of cool stuff but I feel really blocked still I don't know why and then you know this year has been like here's why bitch yeah yeah, yeah. (laughs) and so that's what I'm saying I don't feel like I've really fully overcome the here's why bitch stuff but I am now facing it and like all right nice to meet you let's like figure this out that's what I'm saying okay thanks is my next question I was gonna be like so what's like the next if you if you know yourself so well like what's the next thing if you're if you feel very sort of self okay but I think for me it's like um, it's developing some sort of body practice whether that's stretching and meditation and 
exercise or Mm -hmm. just some body scans like just making sure that every day i'm like here that's one thing i think really there is some i've i've taken one here jolene she's drinking water um i've taken one avenue of parental boundary stuff that i think this year is now like instead of just putting the boundary up it's time to like open up a conversation with myself and with them around dealing with some of that it's about settling into choices that i've been afraid to make for years Mm -hmm. that's the type of stuff that i think i have been able to like live on this like i'm healing i'm doing okay and because all that's festering underneath it's like it's not like it's really hurting me but it's holding me back yeah you know yeah Wait, you asked the last question, right? I think so. Okay, I'll do the next one. Yeah. Your turn. <laughs> um, okay. Last one. I really love this question because this is literally what I do every year um, and find it super helpful. But what are three words you'd like you'd like to live by in 2021? Um, hmm. My first one is present for all the reasons that I just described. Mm -hmm. What's your first word? Let's do like one word at a time. Okay. My first word that I wrote down, my little journal last week was, was it, it was shadow. Okay. Yeah. Dealing with. Explain your word. Should we like say our word and then explain why? No, because we're at an hour 12. But don't y'all want to like hear us talk more though? No, they don't. They don't. <laughs> They're like, if y'all don't it's been the two fuck weeks, off but of my <laughs> yeah, um, fine. No shadow. I mean, you can. I feel like the last several questions that we've answered, I think, speak to okay. what you mean. Let's, that's that's okay. more what I mean versus like I'm not interested. It's more about redundancy than not interested. It's fine, you hate me. Right. Um, second word. Um, uh, <laughs> cutting Shani out of my life. Um, <laughs> if you cut me off in this podcast, could you imagine? Sean's three Shani's words. Somebody else is in. You'd like to live by in twenty twenty present. Creative. Mm. Whoa, that was my second word. Hey vibe. Wow. Hey vibe. Wow. Hey sis. Wow. One of the one of the things around twenty twenty one the twenty twenty questions that the a black female therapist put up is around like what's an opportunity or something, and we spent a long time talking about QBT as. Mm an opportunity that we embraced, skills we both learned. And I think we've done some reflections around that before. That's why we didn't do it again on this episode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but mm-hmm. um, I think creative, though, is a, a trusting of my creative voice and not just this sort of, like, academic voice or just this critique voice, but, like, a voice that is, like, um, and an action that is, like, Creative does not necessarily have to be artist. Yeah. Right? Right. Creative can just be, I'm just going to sit down and do some watercolors while dinner's cooking. Yeah. And that's a way to like let out some of the stuff in ways that I don't really have to think about it. That's my second word. What's your second word? Oh, I guess, was it creative? So you mean to tell me that you said your word and then gave an explanation? Well, I tried to be. Like you just said we weren't going to do. All right. I quit. 
You can follow us on. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, my second word is creativity. Um, I have not been very tapped into that. And I think that similarly, my creativity has been in like a professional work career kind of way where like, I just need to think outside of the box when it comes to this project I'm working on versus what I really used to love to do, which was like write, mm. sketch and things like that. I've not done that in years. Mm-hmm. Another thing that we've been talking about in therapy that caused me to break down and cry. Um, third word for me is me. Me? Is me. Got it. Yeah. Like me. And me. I thought you were saying meaning at first, but that's uh, just because of we're apart. No. Me. me. Which goes right back to the um to the last question, which is me just getting to know myself again. Because yeah. sometimes I feel lost and I'm like, I don't know if this is Sean or this other thing that's just like uh on autopilot right now. Right. My wet my last word. Last word. Uh, my last word is loving. I think there's I have done a lot of work this year around breaking down my connotations that I have with love, the concept mm. of love and rebuilding that and I feel like I because I I did a lot of reading um just within school but also personally was reading like bell hooks all about love was reading um this book of poetry that I got. I'm also currently reading Pema Chodron's When Things Fall Apart. I'm trying to like reconceptualize what love is and how love is an action and how not only to offer it to myself, but to those around me in ways that are not an overextension, but honoring of myself and those people that I care about. Um, Because I think when I think about engaging life in a loving way, I don't think that always means positive. I don't think that always means like forgiving to the point of like hurting myself i think it's like entering into the state of truthfulness and offering people what they want to be offered and Mm. asking for what i want to be offered like Mm. those are some things when i think about loving that i think about um but we'd love to hear what your three words um for 2021 are dm us send us a dm let us know what those three words are for 2021 yeah and then when we come back, we'll take our meds. Yes. We're almost ready to come back again. And we're back to take our first meds of 2021. Oh, wow. 2020, fun. Sorry. Mm-hmm. What, what's Don't the, do it. I know. Don't, I'm sorry. No. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. Um, wow. I think I did too much thinking on the questions that I don't know what my meds are. No, my meds are, um, we went to Idaho. Yeah. We went to Idaho. We took a road trip. Um, I really, really love road trips. And I love road trips with friends that I get along with. Um, (laughs) And I think it was, we had fun. I think we had fun. It was very good. I mean, uh, I think I had nerves around some travel, but we also were like, literally, we we just did less than 36 hours. We we drove to a hotel, fell asleep, woke up at 6 a.m. and then went to Hot Springs. So like... yeah. It was very, um, very minimal contact with people, um, which I mean, whatever. But yeah. and now I can say that I've gone to Idaho, which is not a place I thought I would ever say that I would go to in life. But yeah. here we are. Yeah, we went to a hot spring. Um, it was snowy outside. It yeah. started snowing while we were in. It was a natural hot spring outdoors. Mm-hmm. 
Um, Boise National Forest. <clears throat> and like, I don't know. I since moving out here, like to the West Coast, I was never a super like outdoorsy person. Mm-hmm. Like if you had asked me to go to a hot spring when I lived in New York, I would have been like, girl, have fun. Yeah. Um, I got a bath. See right. <laughs> so Did you have a bathtub in New York? Yeah. Wow, luxury. I had a bathtub in New York, but not one here. Oh, work. Yeah. Weird. Anyways, um like Yeah, I had fun with y'all. It was no, that was my meds too. I mean, truthfully, uh, it was a last minute thing where it was like, hey, what are you doing tomorrow? And I happened to be off this week as my last week before school started back. Same. Um, but all of the whirlwind and the extra long driving and my back hurting and all of that stuff really just like came to this moment where I didn't know what time it was. I didn't care to know what time it was. And I was just sitting with some pals in a like natural hot spring digging for hot rocks and it was snowing on me. Yeah. And it, um, I did not feel really any anxiety in that hours that we were sitting together. I felt hearing you laugh a lot was honestly part of the meds for me was like, we were all being pretty fucking goofy. We were goofy, but I also think that part of that is like, we not allowing ourselves to like be on that sort of like, plane of giggles and sanity you know what i mean and like um i think um you know one of the joys of this year has been like getting to hear your laugh a lot like i feel like sometimes the challenge for me is to make shawnee laugh but um when we were on the trip just like often having like just a cackle come out of you over things that were not even that funny but that wasn't the point you know it was like that we were in a space that joy was so accessible that like the tiniest thing could push us there yeah we didn't have to fight for it and it that literally i think we were together for like 24 hours maybe but like it was such a quick thing and it felt really rejuvenating for the spirit i agree and i think i think i said this when we were on the trip but um it is also a testament to us being friends that let each other just be ourselves absolutely and i think that like y'all know me I get quiet sometimes like I was giggly and laughy but there was a point where um or maybe I was talking to Carlos about this where I was sitting in the back seat and I think it was that morning when we were going to the hot spring and I was quiet for a while and you like looked back and were like are you okay back there and I was like yeah and you were like okay and left it at that you didn't make yeah. it a whole thing you weren't like we gotta talk about this or no. xyz um and that was nice I felt like I felt seen and I was like even if I am going through something right now like I'm fine I'm not having a breakdown if I was having a breakdown you would know so yeah um yeah that was special to me Mm. to for all of us to sort of be real true friends yeah yeah and I I think it was cool for me too because it's like this end of the year thing where we were not that close last year we were starting that friendship but like if we had taken that same road trip, it might have been different dynamic if we had done that in December of 2019. Yeah. We might have, like, maybe crossed over into good friends, like... Eventually. But... <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, fuck you. All right. What is the homework? Oh, my God. Well, before the homework, I I feel like it's an ongoing joke that, like, in high school, you and I would not have been friends. I mean, I think it's a joke that you have... I think for, it's hilarious you tell me this all friends. the time <laughs> but like I mean that's fair I, I don't know what to say to that because I'm like I don't think I'd be friends with me in high school so like that's <laughs> I, yeah that makes sense <laughs> um, okay homework is to just do the questions the questions that we just answered uh, if you don't 
want to go on the Instagram and all that stuff. They'll just, be linked in the Rexman resources. It'll document. be linked there. Um, you can just literally go back and answer the questions that we just said on the podcast, or yes. you can go look on Instagram. Um, but yeah, you have some questions to go journal about um, to help you sort of set intentions and like a path for yourself in 2021 because, um, you know, it's something we all need to be doing. You can't make, you can't make plans but you can set intentions yes and i feel like if for some reason journaling is just like the worst thing that you could ever do i think reading some questions and then going on a hike and thinking about them engaging Mm -hmm. like because that engages body it engages nature and engages your brain um are all beautiful things to it's important to release and let go of things from the year before as we enter into the next year not to repeat the same mistakes yeah and also ask those questions to friends love that yeah like start a conversation around it i've been journaling about this recently what do you think be that girl be that girl <laughs> be that girl 2021 2021 for the next like so i just opened my computer for the first time in like a week today because Good. i also was off from Good. work um it's gonna take like another three weeks before i stop writing 2020 on things well, I mean, it's fine. I am going to miss the symmetry a little bit, but I am excited yeah. that uh, 21 is here. We can drink, We can bitches. drink. Um, that was dumb. Okay. Uh, <laughs> love you all very much. Thank you all for supporting us during our first year. And sorry that we missed an episode. Um, thanks for being patient with us. And you can follow us on Instagram at QBTPod and Twitter and don't forget to subscribe and share we really want to grow this year grow with you all offer you bigger better content thank you to Marquis and Shanti Darling for letting us use their music and big big thanks to Momager Ali Kilts for helping us with editing um and honestly I love you very much and I'm excited to engage in 2021 having not all that fucked up i I truly should not have taken a second hit off this weed. <laughs> like, where, where are you going? Why are you ending the podcast like this? I'm logging off. Goodbye. <laughs>